Hey there, ghouls, goblins, and ghosts. I know you like to hit the sauce a little bit before you party down for Halloween, so remember to go or haunt through Riverside Wine and Spirits before you get all your Halloween festivities on the way. It's located right there on Manufacturers Road, and they've got all the libations you need for Halloween this year. Whether that's wine, liquor, beer, or cheeses, they've got you. And again, that's Riverside Wine and Spirits located on Manufacturers Road. Here we are again, guys, episode 106. It's exciting to be back. I am Tanner, one-third of the hosting goodness here at Brew Chat. We've got a good episode for you. Uh, I don't know if you guys have heard. We get into this a little bit in the episode. But there's been uh, some local brewing news. Brewing, if you will. God, shoot me for that one. But anyway, uh, yeah, so apparently Cherokee Distributing has bought out Carter Distributing, which has been a staple in this town for 50-something years, I think. And... uh, that's where we get a large portion of our booze in town. I mean, there's definitely other distributors here, but yeah, so it's causing a little bit of a shakeup. And I've, I've done some asking around, found out some details on how that's going to affect the beer in town. So we've got a little bit of news about that that we talk about. And then we also talk a little bit about just how phones suck nowadays. It's a little off topic, off book for us, but they do. Phones suck. The operating systems suck. I miss just having a good old iPod with my music on, flip phone maybe. Uh, it sucks. But either way, we also talk about the idea of maybe having a beer museum. And maybe like why don't those exist? Like a where you can a beer history museum where you can go grab a beer, go walk through it. Maybe like Epcot. Alan had a great idea about Epcot, but with beer. So we'll get into that. We also it you know it took us 106 episodes to get here, but we've actually we've got a proper score sheet. BJCP score sheet that we've got pulled up to judge our beers on tonight. We've got a cider. Um, we've got more Oktoberfest and pumpkins, of course. And then uh, I think the cider we've got is one of those homebrew ciders from Forget About It. So we got that. Um, but yeah. Oh, yeah. We get into the haze code a little bit, like the initial Hollywood rating system. So that's interesting. Kind of cool. But anyway, ease on back. Here's episode 106 of the Brew Chat Podcast. at the mall it's like no it's just everything in there's white it's not actually an <laughs> apple store yeah um let's see let me get a test on you alan all right yeah because i'll be in maryland they'll give me more money for this piece of shit if any um i can get my stuff from them it's i know they're gonna give me shit for like probably not trying to get another apple phone and instead of dealing with some dipshit over the phone or in Huntsville, wherever the nearest actual store is, I can be like, nah, this is happening now. Are you going to get another Apple phone? I or? don't want one. I, yeah. It's and it's it's not that Apple's the only one guilty of it, but it's the shamelessly obvious planned obsolescence. Is that how mm-hmm. you say that word? Yeah. Yeah, the fact that it's like, here's the newest thing. Um, it's going to be completely obsolete in eight months, mm-hmm. and you're going to pay a grand to get a newer one in rose gold because we're going to 
choke the uh, the uh, operating system on any old hardware and make it so nothing works if you don't update it. And also the battery life is going to last for about mm, 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. Like it's... It, when, you, when you get your new one, you should try not plugging it in overnight and see how long the battery lasts. That's not a thing anymore. Oh, because they have the automatic, uh, the automatic shutdown? No, no I mean the I've battery noticed. types have changed. Like that, that was a thing back with like Nokia phones, but these no, lithium. they still. I've noticed a difference. I've always heard you're not supposed to like once it's charged. I've always yeah, heard you're supposed, you're supposed to unplug, to unplug it. it. But they have. Just that's what I'm it, saying. It they can, have, like over because from what I understand, those lithium-ion batteries have some. It's an like an elasticity hmm. principle to them where you're like what you're supposed to do. Ideally, you know, you're supposed to let your phone run all the way down or damn near to it, like two to five percent. Yeah. And then, uh, and then just turn around and charge it back up right. to 100%. But, I mean, that's not how life works. I mean, you got to, right? you know, but that's ideally how you're supposed to use the batteries in your phone. And yeah. from what I understand, if you do the thing where you're like, oh, I'll, I'll charge it here and uh, get 20% battery, and then I'll, get, I'll go here and get, plug it in and get a little bit more right. battery juice, and that apparently wears down the batteries. Like, from what I understand, I could be... I'm not a battery expert. Um, as of 2014, it's no longer an issue. Oh, okay. Hmm. All right. Well, good to know. Unless the internet lies so that yeah. you can buy more phones, which, honestly, like the tinfoil hat guy, I'd be like, yeah. this Mashable article sponsored by Big Apple. And yeah. they're like, right. no, you can charge your phone over that. It's perfectly fine. Yeah. Which you'd think that this would be optimized for an iPhone, but what the fuck ever. If Apple was behind it. Mm. God, I hate it. Dude, Apple's the worst as far as like, Apple hit a real high point there. <laughs> in yeah. the 80s. No, no. it's oh, like, no. they like, hit a real high point with their phones. Mm-hmm. Of, the phones yeah. of, and well, and just their tech in general, they hit it. Like when the like, three-ish, the three and four came out, like that was. 2008, yeah. 2009, yeah. 2010, they hit a real good spot. Like their computers were really solid mm-hmm. and like still had disk drives. And right. USB ports. Yeah. Headphone uh, jacks. Yeah. And then, like, the phone, the iPhone 4 was fucking solid, which is the one yeah. you've got. That's a solid phone. I got fucking the 5S, phone. but yeah. Yeah. The 4 was solid. And, uh, then the rest of the world started catching up, and they were like, everyone's already in an iPhone anyway. Um, this, you're gonna fucking use this. And it was that, like, businesses bought into it. So it's like the same way, like, Microsoft can be kind of lazy about. Word and PowerPoints, like functionality, because every right, office in the world has it. Yeah, the well. same way. Like they're giving out iPhones now, so mm-hmm. Apple can be like, "What the fuck, fuck ever," and the companies will upgrade. Yeah, and they all use Samsung parts anyway. Like it's especially yeah. this new phone. It's like they don't do a single fucking new thing on this new iPhone. No, that Samsung hasn't been able to do. That's for been, a couple of years. That's yeah. been the history with Apple for the past decade. Well, not necessarily. Like, it's yeah, like, that was there was during that high point they were pioneering, yeah, and they right. got fucking lazy. No, they had a point. Yeah, that high point I was talking about is like, yeah, they were pioneering. I mean, they paved the way for what is the modern day smartphone with the initial iPhone. Right. And then everybody had to catch up to them. But then once everybody caught up to them, it's like Apple's. You know, ah, fuck it. We'll just let them do all the innovation, then they're, we'll just copy it. They're and, kind of like the Nintendo of phone companies. Sort of, yeah. It's they were like, ah, eh, you're gonna buy it fucking anyway. Like, we're already locked you into it. It hooks yeah. up to your iTunes. You've been buying our products since the 80s, just yeah. like Nintendo. 
Well, that's the thing is Apple hit a real low point in the 90s. Is like yeah. after Steve Jobs got booted out. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, you know, and then he came back and came out with the iMac and the iPod. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's like the iPod's a whole thing. Like, I miss the old iPod. Like, I got to say, I was, I liked the idea of the old iPod. I could, he has my, like, fucking fingers or something. I couldn't, I hated the way you had to scroll through stuff yeah. on the old iPod. Hated it. I'm like, put a wheel on there. Anything except this dumb, not innovative or, or not intuitive, like, like, I felt like my parents is what it was. I was like, mm-hmm. how the fuck do you know what you're supposed to do with this? Like, oh, you just spin your finger in a circle and sort of hit this button. If you want to go back, you got to, like, make oh, a wish. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I didn't want to select this album because it's super sensitive. Mm-hmm. How do I go back? Ah, uh, reset the whole thing. Like, <laughs> No, I missed that iPod. Like, you could do a, you could crack it apart and put a compact flash in there in place of the, uh, the hard drive that's inside of them. Mm-hmm. And you'd have a flash-based iPod. This is back before the iPod Nanos or anything were out. And uh, so if you had an old iPod that died back in the day, you could just, oh, a compact flash card. And I mean, they weren't as big back then. It would be like max, like 32 gigs. But yeah, I miss the iPod. Just having a dedicated little music device. Like, I don't always want to take my phone with me. Like if I go on a hike or something, you know? Like, yeah. But uh, I still want to listen to music and I don't want that interrupted. To me, it's always that you can never get the best of anything with technology because it's mm-hmm. always evolving. Like, I was, I was like, same uh, to many people, though, like, like my Renaissance Festival outfit that I've been working on. Like, I got a baller doublet, all right? It's leather. It's this, like, Harlequin-style pair with blue and black. Yeah. It's real slick. There's no innovation in the doublet department. Like, it's got mm-hmm. the buckles I want. I can get in and out super quick. It's awesome, and it can... Unless it's made of actual fucking mithril or something, like, it's never going to get to, it never needs to be improved. Like, I got the one I wanted. Mm-hmm. The end. Uh, I can buy other stuff to, like, keep adding to my outfit, but, like, my hat net doesn't need, it's not obsolete. It doesn't need an upgrade. It's mm-hmm. a tall toad hat. It's bitching. Um, I'm good. I'm good on that one. But, like, every time I get a phone, it's like, ah, nah, battery life is still shit. Mm-hmm. And I just, somebody is eventually going to get on the thing of, like, we have a five-day battery life. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, the next day, Apple will be like, oh, we got, like, a three-day one. Mm-hmm. And be like, where have you been holding that shit out? Right. Oh, and you know they're holding out. Like, they, <laughs> see, this They the held out on the X. waterproof thing like, for a they while. Alri- yeah, and that was ridiculous, which I don't understand. If you can make shit waterproof that easily, like, why not just do it? Just do it. Yeah. It was like 10 years ago, there was a commercial on TV, and it was some child's toy, that, but it was a digital camera, right? Mm-hmm. It was a toy, like Fisher-Price, and they were showing the kids like playing with it in the pool and taking pictures underwater. And I'm mm-hmm. like, hold the fuck up. This toy that comes in, that's made for a six-year-old, electronically functions and takes pictures underwater, but the moment I spill a little bit of gin on my iPhone, it shuts down <laughs> yeah. infinitely eternally, fuck it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, fuck it. That, I was like, they're squatting on waterproofing technology. Now all of a sudden, everyone can show in the commercials water splashing on your phone. I mean, you still got a speaker. That's that's still there. I still got a charging port. Mm-hmm. What changed? Nothing. No, it's Assholes. like, I remember, I think it was <laughs> the, the Samsung S5. I got that was waterproof mm-hmm. when it first came out, and that blew my fucking mind. I would like, I would always 
pull that lame joke at the pool with people and act like they dropped my phone into the pool. Mm-hmm. And it was fucking great. That never <laughs> got old. <laughs> That's pretty good. Or just like they would hand it to me and be like, fuck, and just throw it in the water. <laughs> and be like, oh, my God. It's like that never got old. Yeah, that wouldn't get old. I always think that the big companies got to have some sort of like Illuminati collusion board because they're all like they're all there in their shadowy room around the table. Like you guys can do this, right? We all agree. No five day batteries until 2019. Mm. Right. Right. (laughs) And then they're like, okay, And then eventually like some Game of Thrones shit goes down. Somebody gets bored and they're like. We're releasing the we're releasing the five day battery. And everyone's like, fuck. Okay. Uh. We'll do it next month. You'll do it next month. We'll sort of roll this out. We'll all pretend we invented it. Well, I think just when the iPhone came out, that was proof of some sort of, maybe not proof, but it, it was. It showed me something. It was like, okay, this entire phone industry has been operating. Mm-hmm. And at that point in time, like the best phones that I can remember is you had the LG Chocolate. Which I loved. Was Chocolate too was things. one of my favorites. Yeah, you had the LG, like I think it was the VX1000, and it flipped open like it looked like a normal like brick phone on the outside, but it flipped open sideways like a laptop. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it had a full keyboard and, and another screen in there. I love that phone, and just it was shit like that. And then there was that phone that Iron Man uses in Iron Man One. Yeah, it was uh, sponsored by Verizon. Oh yeah, but uh, phones like. We're shitty. I mean, as far as smartphones go, it was like Palm Trio and, you know, yeah. things like that. And then the iPhone came out, spun it totally on its head. And I think that's an example of a company saying, fuck it, we're going to release this five-day battery. Mm-hmm. And they did it. And they were able to do it because they weren't part of that infrastructure already. And now they are the now infrastructure. Now they are the infrastructure. And it's just like, because after the, after the iPhone came out, what amazed me is... Looking at all the other phones, how quickly they adapted. Yeah. Every single phone within a year after that was starting to come out with touch screens, and mm-hmm. it was an all-in-one thing like the iPhone was. And it was like, I know you guys didn't just hustle yeah. like every day of the week working like hell in your R&D department to figure out how Apple did it. I know that's not what right. you did. You were sitting on this shit. Mm-hmm. Like, There's no other way you got it out so quickly. That's the same thing that, like, conspiracy theory it's the same thing people do with like vaccines companies mm-hmm. do with vaccines well it's not conspiracy theory they do hold on to it yeah and, like yeah well that's charge a little... exorbitant amounts and shit like that yeah because they can and yeah. they because will. they can exactly that's yeah. what well pharma bro yeah martin screlli or whatever screlli that fucker's name is. i don't know god that's He's finally in jail though he is with it's that dude was almost too i mean i i i he's a an awful person. Mm-hmm. But it's like, with a face like that, did you ever stand a chance of not being like, mm-hmm. like some sort of like C-list supervillain? Like, look at him. There's a, uh, a Vice interview with him that I watched that I don't want to say it shined a new light on him quite for me, but it just got me think because in the, he's genuinely, in the interview, she asked him, it's like, why are you trying to be like, a supervillain type character. Yeah. He legitimately thinks he's like, I'm not, I'm, I'm trying to push society into a mode where healthcare can be affordable for everybody. And I don't know how much I believed it, but he genuinely thinks he's trying, he he's doing it. He knows it's rabble rousing a little bit, but he said he's doing what he's doing to help try to push the medical industry in a certain direction. And he doesn't, 
when he's telling it doesn't seem like he thinks he's doing anything to like troll people or anything. Uh, probably because he's a but, sociopath. <laughs> yeah, I mean the he's, best. He's the drinking best his villains, own Kool Aid. Yeah, yeah, the best villains think they're the heroes, but it was mm-hmm. just. It made me think. I was like, if he does, if he's not doing this just to fuck with people, then like, I don't. It was just weird to me. It made me think. Like, then what clicks in your mind? You're like, oh, I'm gonna raise this price five thousand percent on this drug that people need. You know? See, it was because well, he like embezzled all that money and he mm-hmm. needed money back quick. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that could be it. I didn't even think of that angle. Or it's just what he was saying in the interview. Yeah. Yeah. And he lied. Yeah. He. Uh. There's going to be a movie about him one day, and he's going to be played by, I can't remember, Ken, uh, J- Jong, Jung, Young, the guy, uh, oh, Community, yeah, yeah. and um, oh, yeah, the Hangover yeah, yeah. movies. Yeah, yeah. He's going to, that dude is going to just like put on that voice and play that guy. Uh, hello, fuckball. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's exactly how he's going to do it. <laughs> Oh, that'd be great. Now I have the Wu Tang album. Fuck boy. Now let's talk about beer, though. All right, what do we got? We've got what did you pour uh, us? Another is, barley yeah, mob entry. Uh, well, not necessarily from the barley mob, but yeah. sent to the barley mob. Mm-hmm. This is C two B cider with other fruit, number nine five four five two two. Do we get to know what the other fruit is? Pomegranate juice. Oh. Mm-hmm. And it says petillant hmm. medium. Or petillant if it's French. I'm not sure. So we finally not pulled like up a BJCP it. score sheet, and we're starting with a cider, which we have, like, almost no basis for <laughs> trying to. Uh, like, now well, I, it's a cider. How do the off flavors work? I mean, well, it's now I, I know can't what. really talk shit about cider. Now I know I what diacetyls like the way are. this smells. It's very it tart. It smells tart. I haven't it's tried it It's incredibly yet. tart. It's got kind of that, like... Oh. Oh, my. It's got that, um, like, blue cheese funk smell that the mm-hmm. other ciders had. No, there's Fancy something else in here. I'm not, not going to say astringent, because that's not what I think it is this time. Huh. There's, like, a... Um, it almost seems like, to me, like, it was, like... I get a very green apple... Which it is cider, yeah. but a specifically yeah. green apple, like a granny smith. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but not as much in a good way. Mm-hmm. Like a tart green apple. Like a like an old green like a apple. Crab apple. Yeah, it reminds yeah, me. Yeah, crab apple. It reminds me of a. Uh, but like one that you picked up off the ground, it's been sitting there a couple of days. Yeah, and it's kind fermenting. Of like a yeah. No, I yeah. was going to say my granddad, when I was a kid, had a farm and he had apple trees and they were, and you know, we would run around and whatnot, and there would be apples that fell on the ground. Yeah. There would be those mushy ones that mm-hmm. have been there for a couple That's days. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, it smells kind of like so that. So, Aceta... I can't Aceta read that all the way up here. Aceta <laughs> Selahide? Aceta Helahide? I, I Acetal Dehyde. I should just pull it up back on my phone. It's a, yeah, green apple-like aroma and flavor, but that's probably welcome. Yeah, what do you do a with cider. a cider? Yeah, how's that? <laughs> how does that work if you're making a cider? I wonder if there's a cider score sheet. See, I still definitely get that blue cheese. Oh, I, d- I get a cheese in there for sure. So but those have been in like the fancy ciders we have. There, I guess maybe in this one. See, if I hadn't had those other ones, I would be less confused, and I'd be like, "This is not good." But I'm like, ah, uh, I really get that. If that's what they were going for, I don't really get the pomegranate. I do get the pomegranate, and I think it can unless, do without it. Uh, unless the pomegranate. Oh shit! There's a whole separate cider score sheet. Okay. Nice. I wonder if they take off the apple thing. Um, no, uh, a, a cedar, 
Acetylahyde is still green apple candy aroma slash flavor. Yeah, that's there. There's a... A lot of these are the same. Acidic, sour tart flavor. Yeah, I think it could do without the pomegranate. And maybe they put the pomegranate, uh, the pomegranate in there to cover up for something. Okay. Maybe, maybe that is you know the what pomegranate. It, you know what it doesn't have, thank fucking God, is the farmyard, manure-like cow or pig, or barnyard, <laughs> horse stall on a warm day. Oh. So, so what That's this, a thing that they can have. On, on, so what this means is, if we had a farmyard uh, deficient um, flaw in this, we could be debating, be like, no, this is this is manure-like kind of cow. Be like, no, I'm getting pig. <laughs> I'm getting pig manure. Are you sure you're picking up cow manure? I'm getting pig. Like, somebody lined those two piles of shit up, and there's a discernible enough difference that it's on a BJCP score sheet. At least it's not chicken. <laughs> Fucking chicken That shit would be is familiar. Worst. Everyone oh, in Chattanooga so would be very familiar with the chicken shit off flavor. I can't yeah. smell chicken shit. I grew up next to chicken houses, so it's like, uh, I'm... Uh, I could smell that plant downtown, yeah. but that's not chicken shit. That's that's, like, that's chicken everything. Yeah, yeah. that's chicken <laughs> shit. That's chicken gizzards. That's chicken. That's everything. metaphorical chicken that's shit. Just that's just chicken death. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And like rotten Ooh, body vegetable parts. cooked, canned or rotten vegetable aroma and flavor. Yeah, Cabbage, on, onion, on celery, asparagus, etc. Yeah, like kimchi sort of. Hmm. Sweet, basic taste of sugar. Must be in balance at present. Yeah, ciders seem like they'd be harder I to judge because... I'll you, say I don't totally hate this, but that apple doesn't... It does wear on you the more you uh, drink it in a yeah. good way, but... Or I guess grow, not wear on you. Now, I'm still getting that uh, uh, acetylahyde flavor in there that I think is throwing it off for yeah, me. Yeah, I don't... No, that's, that's, that one was worse. Yeah, I'm, I'll be done with the cider. Yeah. Fruity, the aroma and flavor of fresh fruits must be appropriate in I'd some styles like and not a, others. I don't know. Um, four and a half or five. Not one of my favorites. No, me neither. Oh, well, let's move on to yeah, tasty on. ones. Okay, what do we got now? Right, we're drinking this. Oh, are we drinking Oktoberfest and pumpkin beers? Once again. <laughs> yes. Continuing the tradition of October. We have legit almost hit everyone in our distribution market, which next year, here's a good segue for you. Next year will be way easier because I got some uh, scoop on this Cherokee Carter acquisition a little Ooh. bit. Like we talked to Brian at Oktoberfest a little bit and he was like, yeah, they're definitely going to be cutting some shit. And then down at Riverside, I was asking around today Ooh. and uh, apparently, um, let's see, I wrote it down here. Um, Apparently, Cherokee, from what Riverside people and from what other people have said, Cherokee is a good business. Like, they run a pretty tight ship, but because of that, that's fine. Um, going to be cutting, specifically, they're cutting Urban Artifact. Oh. Okay. We weren't really happy with them anyway. Yeah. Well, I love that fin, though. Yeah, that uh, was yeah, the Urban yeah. Artifact fin. I love that fin, but they're going to cut that. I think overall, Urban Artifact brews some good beers. They do. I and, thought, uh, weren't they the ones? No, that was uh, the other ones that we ended up not liking. We we decided not to like them afterwards because they, like, sold out. I thought that was that Wicked was, Weed. That was Wicked yeah. Weed. That's yeah. what I'm thinking. Which That's we right. got one of theirs tonight. But um, 
They're good beers too. But yeah, no more Urban Artifact. There's a couple other brands. Urban Artifact was the biggest one, but there's That's a couple right. other brands we're not going to get. And then uh, apparently they're not too big on high graphs. What? Hmm. Yeah. And they don't do liquor and wine, unlike Carter. Interesting. Huh. And then they also aren't too big on seasonals, from what I understand. So, hmm. so you're telling me it's just going to be a smaller selection of more of the same beer year-round? Yep. Oh, good. That's exactly what yeah. this town needed. Right? Right after we got the shit sorted out Right. Yeah. yeah. with the 10.1% deal back in yeah. January. And uh, But there is some good news, though. We are right on the border. So yeah. there's that. Um, and then also the other big distributor in town, Handcrafted Families, which is Budweiser's craft division, mm. will still be distributing. Maybe they'll pick up some slack. So, yeah, I'm hoping. I don't get it, though. I don't know why. I mean, I get, I get why Carter. I, apparently they fired a bunch of shit or a bunch of people at Carter, like just huh. clean house. Mm. And uh, so I get why Carter would sell. It's like. Okay, yeah, you got somebody come in, wanting to pay you a bunch of money, and you're ready to be done. I get that. Mm -hmm. But it's just, the, the I guess it's just, bottom line, the people that are making those decisions to sell a company don't give a fuck about beer. Right. You know? But I give a fuck about beer. I do, too. But it's like, and well, and those out there that like wine and liquor, they're apparently really slimming down the wine and liquor selection. Yeah, that's a shame, too. And that's going to hit everywhere big, because... Well, because now we changed it again earlier this year so that you yeah. can get wine at, you know, yeah. grocery stores. and Or even some gas stations, I think. so. Like Carter is definitely the biggest wine and liquor distributor in Chattanooga. So, yeah. like, Hand Family Companies doesn't handle any. They just handle beer. So, Ugh. yeah. So that's some shitty news. That is but, shitty. Yeah. I'll drink to that. I will, too. This one smells... It's super malty. Like We're drinking the Dark Horse. Malted milk ball. Yeah. Acid. Yeah. Like straight malted milk balls. Oh, yeah. I tried that one. Okay. Yeah, it's malty. It still has sort of a bite to it, though. It's got sort of these... Um, you get a lot of roastiness in this one. Mm -hmm. More roasty than, I would say, any of the other Oktoberfest we've had. Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, and this is the or Dark Horse Got some body fest. It. Yeah, it's... It's uh, definitely darker, too, than some of the other ones. darker amber color. Um, I wouldn't... If I were drinking this blind, I would not think it was an Oktoberfest. Mm -hmm. I'd uh, say, like, a... It's got a lot of the roasty flavors in there. Yeah. I'd some probably kind of pick it as a brown, maybe. Yeah. Like an amber I would too. or a brown, yeah. Good, though. No yeah, flavor it's text. Tasty. It just... We got an ABV on this sucker. Um, I'm not seeing. It's a little heavier than what I would expect for an Oktoberfest, mm -hmm. too. Yeah, I'm not seeing uh, what it's clocking in at. No, it's got nothing on there. I don't like this one as much as some of the other ones that we've had. I know. I don't like it either. It, I mean, it doesn't really taste like an Oktoberfest yeah, to it's, me. I, I, it's okay, but if I were going for an Oktoberfest... I would not be reaching for this one. The Dark Horse uh, Oktoberfest beer. Yeah. I'd say maybe like a six. I like the label. It's like a roasty Vienna is what it tastes like. Mm. Much roastier Vienna. But 
I get like pretzel in there, sort of. I can't say I'm a fan of that one. Yeah, I just took a big goal of it. ABV like... 7.5. Oh, that's deceptively high. Jeez, where did you find that on there? Top right. Above the, the name. Are we idiots or is it still hidden? No, it's it's really, really hard yeah. to read because of the October I wonder why. Like, pattern. Are they, like, when you do that, are you trying to, like, Hide sort it. of sneak it off? Yeah, it's like, oh, we'll just, like, hopefully no it's, one will notice. It's really, really hard to find this right up there. What's that price tag on that? Jesus. Uh, 219. Yeah. 219 at Riverside, yeah. Yeah, okay. It's in, they got the, the typical blue and white diamonds, um, but it's hidden in tiny font uh, up against uh, more blue than white. Yeah. Uh, almost right near, above the dark horse uh, writing. Yeah, they... They wanted to hide this. There's no way that's it's, an accident. Yeah, or like they forgot and they were like, where the fuck, where the fuck can we put it? No, because you There's stick it at the bottom. Spots. Yeah, yeah the, no, this this was intentional. Yeah. They are intentionally hiding the ABV on this. I wonder because it's too high Although, see, this to hide one, it? Or? This then one is make a lower hidden. ABV beer. This uh, this Wiseacre Oktoberfest, Gemultikute, Mertzenlager, uh... You can see it in here, the six uh, percent ABV, but it's still kind of hidden because of all the different patterns and stuff like that. Like it's kind of tough to find, but it still sticks out a little bit. No, it's, it's black on yellow. They've written around. They, it, they've got the pattern going around it, so yeah. it's not like over top of contrasting diamonds. Yeah, <laughs> this is. Yeah, this. I don't is know a, if I like this. It, it's got a funky smell to it. So's your face. Hmm. Kinda. It does have a sort of funky smell. And not funky like a hop funk. No. But funky just like... Like that gym floor funk. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. That's boring. Yeah. Yeah. Even for like... Oh, Not that I think Oktoberfests are boring, but as a fan of Oktoberfests, I find this really boring. Yeah. Yeah, especially with the smell that it's got. It, it doesn't do much. Like, it doesn't taste really like much of anything. Yeah, that's... Hmm. Brewed and canned by the good folks at... Like, not worth the calories. Whatever it's... Oh, I don't know about that. There's better Oktoberfests that taste Definitely like Oktoberfests. but if you're just trying to uh, make booze work for you... Mm-hmm. I'd use it if you're looking for, like, cooking, I guess. Like, yeah. I wouldn't use it for that just because it doesn't no, taste like shit. There's not a lot of, yeah, there's not a lot of flavor well, there. Yeah, I, I don't know. There's flavor at first for a little bit, and then it's I mean, gone. Okay, let me rephrase that. I would use it for cooking over drinking. Mm. Okay. Like, I don't drink Coors Banquet beer for the taste. I get it because it's sugary, and it's pretty decent to post, poach mm. brats in. Yeah. Yeah, brats this would be a good beer for. Cause, yeah. Yeah. Brats aren't a delicacy. Or like some sprinkle some in some caramelized onions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not gonna over. You're certainly not gonna overpower anything. Hmm. Well, that is. That's kind of disappointing. Yeah, I was expecting that to be a little better. Wiseacre's been a. Uh, They're hit or maybe, miss with me. Maybe it, yeah, maybe it's just our tastes are moving beyond them a little bit. But the past couple times we've had them, like that boom slang. Oh yeah. Like, we're still talking about that six months <laughs> after the fact. 
like that inside of a pool flavor. Mm-hmm. Like, <clears throat> yeah, that, this is a lame Oktoberfest. Yeah, I give it a straight five. Yeah, we need to rate these. Yeah, right system, the I gave. So. I've, I've been rating. I I'd said, give this a straight. If if five is in fact like plain. Uh, I would give it a straight five. This is the definition of five. Yeah, yeah. Plain Jane. <laughs> it's right yeah, in the just middle. Five. This yeah. is there. Yeah. The the last one I'd give like a six. It had more going for it, um, just in general. And then the first one, if this is a straight five, I'm gonna drop the first one down to like a four. Like I would give the Oktoberfest. Though I would give the um, Dark Horse. Like I'd give as an Oktoberfest, I'd give it a four. But as like a Brown Ale, I'd give it like a six. Mm. Mm. But it is Let's it see. is not an it's a decent yeah. beer. But it is again if I, if I were going in, I think if anyone was going in blind, you wouldn't. If you made this beer right, and you're entering it into one of these uh, BJCP competitions, you're really rolling the dice. If you're like, yeah, I'm going to enter this as an Oktoberfest, yeah. like that's mm-hmm. there are better categories for that one. Yeah, I would give uh, this one's definitely in this this. Uh, this Wiseacre is definitely an Oktoberfest. Yeah, it's definitely an Oktoberfest. Yeah, it's just a week. I'll give it a five. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll give that last one the. Uh, see where was the it dark from? Horse. Dark, the dark horse. horse. I'll give that a six. Yeah. Just because. It would be a five, but I'll give him the extra point just on it being bold with the flavor there. Yeah, mm-hmm. it it was a good beer. It was not. Yeah, an it was Oktoberfest. a good beer. It just wasn't an Oktoberfest, and then that. Homebrew cider, geez, that fucker's lucky to get a three. I want to give it a two point five. Do it. But yeah, maybe I will give I'll, it a two point five. You do a two point five, I'm gonna give it a three point five. I I I I don't know if it was I'd give it a four. I mean it it wasn't for me. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. And see like, okay, so we're we're trying to get like these off flavors in beer like down. And then we, we go straight for a cider, and we're like, every flaw sounds like it's supposed to be in a cider. <laughs> like, oh, it's great apple flavored. Well, it is a fucking cider. Yeah, it's fruity. <laughs> See, like that cider you could maybe cook something with, like a dessert. You could make like a caramel glaze with it. I wouldn't use that. Cider. I don't think you could reduce it enough to yeah, make maybe, it glaze. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm just trying to glass half full. No, I'm shit. trying to think of what you would make with a cider and... I don't know. I, I don't know. What I would I mix would it do. with an apple pies. Yeah. Like okay. innards, yeah. Apple pie innards. Kind of okay. Pie. Yeah. What's that called? The innards to an apple pie. That's. I think it's filling. Filling. Yeah. Filling. Yeah. yeah. There we go. We've all got degrees. I thought you were trying to think of something that wasn't the obvious filling. So I was like, <laughs> like circumventing Guts. that. Like, and where I are you started, going? I started I with yeah. innards. Yeah. I was like. Yeah. Is he talking about the filling? But that's easy to remember, so he's got to be thinking <laughs> no, of something else. It was filling. I started with innards. You should have The just, guts. Yeah, the guts. The entrails of the pie. All right, who's, who's next? I need something that'll something excite good. me. We got Green Man, we got a dogfish, and we got, what's this? The dogfish is pumpkin. The iron well, is Well, I got, I got us a harvest ale just to sort of break up the monotony here. Is So whenever we want to cry, that's the Green Man. Let's do that pumpkin. Okay. Yeah, okay. Let's top it fish. off with the green man. The, this is the dogfish I know for a fact the green ale. man is tasty. Okay, yeah, and those ones we, wait, and then this is. That's the Oktoberfest I really enjoyed. Okay. Uh, are we doing this one too, then? Uh, we we're doing all yeah. of them, yeah. 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 So we should do this one next, I guess. Okay. All right. Since we just did the two Oktoberfests, we may as well, and then. Oh, my goodness. Which one? <laughs> 
The anger is the one I thought was one of the... I'm just, like, really hoping now I'm not going to wind up eating my words, but that was one of the better bottled Oktoberfests I had. Do we have a water thing? Dude, oddly enough, I'm a slut for Iinger. My goal for us doing this was to hopefully get through all of this market's Mm -hmm. Oktoberfest, and I think we're going to do it, but it's going to come out time perfectly, I think. Nice. Is I think we will have just enough to top off the last week of October with... Pumpkin. Is there another glass over there? Plenty. Yes. Oh, that's good. I like that. All right, let's get in. Oh, shit. This one. It's sort of got that European flavor going on, but I want that in my Oktoberfest. Tastes more authentic. That's fair. When this says, it claims on the bottle, authentic Bavarian festival lager. Mm. Yeah. No, they're straight out of Bavaria. It's malty. It's actually not. No, they're straight out of Aying, Germany. Oh, isn't that sort of Bavaria? I don't know. I'm not sure where the lines are drawn for Bavaria. It's somewhere around there. And oh, brewed according to the Ryan Heiskabos purity law of 1516. Oh. I like that way more. It's still really light, but it the is. flavor hangs around, unlike in the uh, in the Wiseacre, which I actually have right here. This tastes like what I imagine Oktoberfest tastes like. Like in my head, the fairy tale yeah. Oktoberfest. And again, this is the Iinger. Yep. Right. The, it is lighter than the Wiseacre. It is surprisingly gold colored. Um, and yeah, it has it has a light, unobtrusive flavor, but I'm not tasty. I'm just smelling it. But I've I've got a very familiar around. smell in there. I'm trying to pin down. Is it Bavaria? Oh, it is. It is the streets of Bavaria. Oh, back to Bavaria. Takes me home. Mm. No, it's. I, I think it's a very bready smell. Yeah. I would drink this by the liter. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, that's solid. It's. Yeah. One day I'm gonna have this on draft somewhere. See, to me, this. This is Oktoberfest to me. Yeah, this is Oktoberfest to me too. I would give this a solid nine. Like, this is what an Oktoberfest beer should taste like, in my opinion. See, didn't we already have one of those, though? We need to have these. Those that was for the pumpkin one. ones. Oh, yeah. that's right. Yeah. That's I right. would, to me, th- this is this is my bottled. Again, I'm not like, comparing draft beers, but this is my bottled 10. Yeah. Mm. When, as, as far as the scoring goes with me, I don't, I don't know if there's such thing as a 10. Right. You know? Yeah. So if I give something a 10. Yeah, you're just going to throw yeah, it around. Uh, yeah. yeah. I but I knew that coming in here. That's why I picked this one up. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I knew that coming in here. And should I find a better one one day? Um, I I'm not above bumping it down. But this is my gold standard of bottled Oktoberfest. I mean, I, dare I say I'll go to nine point five. Really? Yeah. I will and go you're to going 9.5. you're going ten on this. This is my this is my standard ten for Oktoberfest yeah. bottles. And it comes in that like. Five, like that half liter size, so it's 1.9 ounces. Uh, so you get a little more in there. So I do like it. It is a really, really good Oktoberfest, but I'm still not a. It's I just it's malty. It's I know. Not my uh, thing. I wish yeah, it was. Maybe a little, you just don't like Oktoberfest. I wish it was like a crisp, a little yeah. more crispy. I would. But, uh, yeah, I'll give it. I'll give it 8.5 or a nine. I'm if I had to change anything, it would just be superficially the color so it looked more do- like an Oktoberfest. Yeah, I would say but so. I'd I'm like not going to turn darker. it down. If it's No, of course not. No. If, it's, if this is the color it's supposed to be, then word. 
Easy yeah, making. it looks super light. It almost looks like a uh, Budweiser or something. Yeah. Not a Bud Light. No, no, no. It's yeah. But a, it's got color. A, a Budweiser. It's got like color. It's got a nice amber color, color yeah, it's but it's like, nice, it looks uh, very thin. Nice deep straw color. But it is. I would quaff this. I would pour this into a big, big old stein. Not the full one, because as good. I was saying on Saturday, it's the novelty of drinking a full liter. Like, you're out drinking. They're, if they pass them around or that's what they got or something, it's like, yeah, I'll mm-hmm. get a full liter, but... I'll take two halves any time, so instead of, like, getting halfway through the beer, it's topping me off with a fresh one. Mm-hmm. This is very good. For an Oktoberfest, this is probably my favorite, too. Yeah. I don't remember having one that I've liked more than this. Yeah, At this, is saw, this may be this. my pick of the night. Actually. It's pretty good. We haven't got to this dogfish head yet, though. We haven't. I'm kind of a whore for dogfish head. I am kind and of. And we got yeah. the green man. And green man. Yeah. I'm also kind of a whore for green man. That happened without me knowing. And then I just yeah, had I their beers. Yeah, that was Wicked Weed. That's not... No, no, that's Green yeah, Man. We don't have man. Wicked Weed here tonight, but... Yeah, uh, yeah fuck those sellouts. With their <laughs> cool-ass bottles. Mm. But you know what? Just like uh, like Carter, I'll talk, I'll talk shit about being a sellout. I would do it in a heartbeat. I would do it. My, yeah. price, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. my price is low. Yeah, no, it's easy to them. talk shit. That's yeah. why we do it. Yeah. No, if somebody came through tomorrow and was like, hey, we want to buy up Brew Chat... And but we're gonna cut you guys. Fucking sell it. We can do another podcast. <laughs> yeah, <that's> right. <laughs> All right. You want the lobster font too? Fucking take it. We'll yeah, find another yeah. one. Yeah, we'll we'll use Comic Sans <laughs> yeah. and just uh, do another podcast about Whoa, beer. Whoa, let's not go too. Yeah, far. yeah, not we're too far. But you're right. Papyrus. Nah. <laughs> well, let's just split the difference and use the comic papyrus, the unholy abomination that yeah. somebody invented. Oh God, I don't even think I have. No, it's as bad as you think. Somebody took the time to do that. Like, imagine doing a full alphabet. You get to K, and you're like, I'm mm. going to keep going. <laughs> <laughs> nope. No, I, uh, shit, I was going to say something here about beer. No, uh, I, I remember what it is. Have you guys read about, I, I don't know the details on it, but apparently there's a Kickstarter for some sort of, it's called Take Craft Beer Back or something like that. Okay. But some people are trying to buy out AB InBev. And their craft division. <laughs> They're trying to do a Kickstarter, oh, work. essentially. Oh, well, shit. Well, they've raised a shit ton of money so far. That's what's crazy. You'd have, like, how much is a shit ton? Oh, like, they're they're up in the millions. I don't know exactly, but they, they've hit they're gonna kind need of a large amount. Oh, yeah, they're going to need hundreds of millions. But the amount they have, I don't know anywhere near the exact number. But I remember looking at it and being like, holy shit, that's kind of impressive, at least just for people pledging to give that if yeah. it happens. It's because all these people are like, yeah, I'll give a million bucks. There's no way. Well, no. There's no way they're going to I don't think it's that necessarily. I think it's like, yeah, if they can do this, I'll I'll give 500 bucks. Like, I'll go a month without rent. So then does that group of whoever's running it therefore own the thing? Because, like, let's say we did that. Brew Chats got the Kickstarter. We raise uh, $17 million. And we're like, "We we own it now. Um, holy shit, we're clearly in over our heads. Right, because, yeah, that's and, we do. We but, have no idea how to run a distribution company. And InBev company. comes walking back, like, $7 million and mm-hmm. we'll buy it back. I would. I would fold, because now I'm several million dollars <laughs> richer yeah. for no reason. And everyone on the yeah, internet's going to hate me, true. but I'm a millionaire. <laughs> like, <laughs> it, it almost would be, like, in their best interest to sell that division to a group of clowns. And then bail them out cheaper. for pennies on the dollar. Oh, my God. 
No, it'd be hilarious. I mean, of course, it's probably not going to happen. Unless these guys but. have, like, business backgrounds and shit like that. If they, if it's, like, three CEOs of other companies that are like, you know what? Fuck this. Yeah. I don't know anything about yeah. this. Yeah, I, I know very little about it. I probably should have done a little bit more research before bringing it up on the yeah, show I think, tonight. I think it's interesting. But though, uh, it's, it's still a very developing thing, so mm-hmm. there's not many details to be had. But, yeah, apparently they seem pretty legitimate. I watched their video. Their video is well put together. They seem very legitimate about the endeavor. Like, it's not just some viral campaign they're trying yeah. to get going. They seem fairly legitimate. And uh, so, again, yeah, I've not read super into it, but it seems like somebody giving a legit college try oh, yeah. at doing this. And I don't even know what happens in that case because I was talking yeah. to Brian this weekend of of uh, down at Oktoberfest. I was like, why – couldn't say say I woke up tomorrow and was like, you know what? I'm fucking sick of these homebrewers right here because Chattanooga does have some legitimately good homebrewing talent. Oh yeah, yeah. like legit good. Oh yeah, it's talent. legit. And uh, it's not just people that want to save money on beer. Like it's legit good talent. And what like say I woke up tomorrow and was like, hey, you guys get your brewers license and I'll distribute you guys. You know, like mm-hmm. there's effectively. You know some minor laws here or there, right? But you gotta you gotta get permits and shit like that. Right. But other than that, can, I don't I don't know why somebody's not done that. Starting, I don't think your own because country, now company, you're producing you to... on a commercial scale. Mm. Like, just because you know I like making a beer every well, you know twice a month. Now I gotta do a lot more of that. Like, I gotta I gotta change my whole setup and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that's for you, but I mean, some of these people already have big tanks to make yeah. beer in. So I mean, like they're already making however many gallons, like not yeah. just five. Like, they're doing somebody coming through for those uh, dynamical artisan guys. Yeah, yeah. Like I mean, they they can get I'm their not beer their brew set up, but they they're always cranking out good shit. So mm-hmm. yeah, I'm not sure about the laws that you would have to abide by in mm-hmm. order to do that. But there's nothing. Well, they would. It's not just your distribution license. They would have to like. They would have to on them because they'd have to sell it to you too. They'd have to be everyone. Yeah, it's essentially just starting a brewery is why. Yeah, it would be tricky as shit. But it just a distribution company though. It's you're a fucking middleman. Yeah, is all you are. Right, you've built a company off being a fucking middleman. Yeah. And that's all Carter is now, Cherokee or whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's a fucking middleman. Like, and I'm not sure. I I think Carter buys the beer and then they sell it. I, I'm not sure how exactly it works on paper, right. but they're just a middleman. Like, and right. somebody could do that for the small guys, and I don't know why it's not happened. Like, right. it's just smaller paperwork. You know, it's not. In theory. Yeah, in theory, yeah. Maybe it's too much hassle and not enough payoff. Like, maybe that just costs you so much money and time in fees that by the time you you send out, uh, you know, several cases of Mm. beer to one place, like it... One, yeah, and it could be the thing, like you said, more money and hassle, and that's why, like, maybe Carter started out, right? you know, two decades ago, Mm. wanting to do exactly this, and then they realize, oh, it's more money and hassle yeah. like we need to just get a shit ton of breweries yeah. in here yeah so maybe that's it i don't know but it just i don't know it really grinds my gears <laughs> about this shit with cherokee of them like cutting shit that irritates me mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it, it well and on some level like it 
it's going to affect places like Riverside. It's going to affect liquor stores, not just beer stuff. Because if they if they are, yeah. like, I mean, somebody else is there to fill that void, but it's just. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know how that works. Because then, like, you see, like, liquor reps pull up with, like, cases of stuff. Yeah. And I don't, like, they're not a distributor, right? Mm-hmm. Like, that's just. Yeah, but they're giving away the beer. Uh, okay. That's the thing is, like, tastings and shit, they tend to give away the beer. Like, something else that's weird is, like, you go into bars and you'll see, like, a St. Pauli's girl neon sign. Right. Mm -hmm. The distributors and reps on those, the bar does not. Right. It's, like, sort of a leased. Yeah. Sort of borrowed thing. Well, even that's all the restaurant equipment in the back. Like, it's, they don't own necessarily those grills Mm -hmm. and dishwashers and all that stuff. Like, it's all leased. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Should we crack into this pumpkin? Let's do it. Do it. Dogfish pumpkin. Our fall favorite full-bodied brown ale is brewed with real pumpkin, brown sugar, allspice, cinnamon, and nutmeg. I am generally a slut for dogfish. Yeah, let's see how this goes. They've done some weird ones, which uh, they've gone a little too weird with several of them. They do. They like that, to shove a lot of stuff in there. That parsley and sage and rosemary and thyme one, that yeah. was a, that one's, that's a cooking beer if ever there was one. Right, it's just straight herbs. Yeah, that's, that's just not herbs. necessary. Someone drank that and they still decided to like mass produce it. Nice. So this says brown ale. It doesn't look brown. Our fall favorite full-bodied brown ale yeah. with real pumpkins, brown sugar, allspice, cinnamon, and nutmeg. Huh. Has it always been a brown ale? I don't know. You know, it's... They've been... The past two or three years, they started changing up all their labels. Yeah. Um, I miss the old ones. Me too. They blend in a lot more now. Like, they, they started drawing pictures on all of them. It used to be, like, one or two color labels and a big dogfish logo on the front. Um... One might say they were boring. Yeah. I would call that person <clears throat> technically correct. Yeah. But you knew you could spot it, like, across the, uh, you know, across the cooler. Like, the uh, the emergency drinking beer. Right. Like, you know which bright one that yellow, is because yeah. it's bright yellow and it has the same words. And Dogfish, I could spot the purple one and be like, oh, shit, they got Midas Touch. Right. Um, you could spot that yellow label and be like, there are some 120 minute. Holy crap. Mm-hmm. But now they started drawing, like, the same picture. They got, like, little pictures with all of them. The logo's a lot more subdued. And the dogfish just kind of looks like everything else now. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't know. At, among among a stack of singles, I happen to notice it, but it's not like I can just do a quick, like, glance by and be like, oh, shit, there's dogfish over there. This, uh... This smells cinnamony. No, this yeah. smells like the really flower aisle at Hobby Lobby. Yeah. Really cinnamony. <laughs> yeah. With all those fake fucking flowers and that weird foam. This used to be better, and... didn't it? I believe so, yeah. Uh. But maybe I'm wrong. I haven't had this one in a while since the bottle was bright orange. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah. That's... I don't necessarily like it, but I don't mind it. Yeah, it's... it's... It... Everything wrong with everything I say where it's all spice, not just all spice, but mm-hmm. all space, spice, 
Yeah. Not nearly enough pumpkin going on. This is I get straight hot cinnamon all day on this. It's like I got I get like, cinnamon and clove. Yeah, clove too, but not, persistent cinnamon. Not, I get it's probably all spices that I would think of there. Yeah. I get all spice, I get cinnamon and clove. I no, get like I, have, I get like pumpkin on a technicality there. and I get uh, probably no nutmeg. Thanks to that one you were making, now I know what nutmeg in a beer is supposed to yeah. taste like. And I'm not picking that up. Which, by the way, I think that's going to turn out pretty great. Yeah. I would I would drink this one, but it's... Yeah, has it always tasted like this? Am I, like, drinking through a rose-tinted glass? Like... Maybe. I don't know. I pick up the vibe. You got a story with this? Like, uh, oh, it's yeah, just it's been, just... like, your longtime pumpkin ale or something? Or No, it's just dogfish is yeah, you, always, like, yeah. a go-to. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's usually pretty good and... They were all over the, the place in Maryland. They had some brew pubs in Gaithersburg and yeah. Falls Church. And Where's Dogfish Head actually at? We see some Rehoboth, of Delaware. Delaware. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so and they weren't down here for the super, longest time. Yeah, yeah, so, they, yeah. Came, they came when I moved down here. Yeah. Oh, okay. They weren't down here for the longest time. Um, and it's like, there's nowhere else I could get like Midas Touch on draft, that ancient ale mm-hmm. that's a stupid high ABV and served in like seven ounce snifters. Like, I, I loved, I love those beers. But if there was less of the spice in here, it would be so much better. But I think you might be right. It, it could be that it could be that we're looking at it through rose tinted glasses. Yeah, maybe it so always tasted or, like this when we were twenty three. Maybe they, you know, got kind of full of themselves or realized that white bitches likes <laughs> pumpkin spice, so they just threw extra spices in, and it's the same ingredients as it had before, just extra spices you know this is one of those things that like i hate that so many of these recipes are closely guarded secrets that they don't even tell you when they change because mm-hmm. like that, that that's the thing that annoys me is like i know i know my own tastes evolve but i know i can sort of account for that but i can't account for like a seasonal that shows up once a year like, is it tweaked a little? Do they tweak it a lot over time? Um, is it just slightly different every year until it's nigh unrecognizable? Yeah, Possibly. do they just keep modifying it until it's as good as they want it? Yeah, it's like every time I go back to Blue Moon, I'm like, this is not the Blue Moon I remember. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I want it to be better. Yeah, I want this to be better. The pumpkin's not a problem, though. I'm not getting any pumpkin. I'm, I'm getting not just getting the, the brown spice. ale. <laughs> Yeah, it's neither brown ale colored. No, the other one was brown ale. Yeah. Dark Horse does a better brown, but this isn't trying to be Oktoberfest. Maybe it wasn't always brown ale. Oktoberfest colored. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I poured a lot of this one, being hopeful. And is there another one over there? Like, is there a little more I can pour? Oh, there's more. Yeah. Here you go. I poured kind of heavy. Like, need any more of this? I'm. I don't want to dump out my glass because it's. It's not bad, but. That's like I said, like, I don't like it, but I don't hate it. Yeah. Yeah, but I, there's, as long as the sign goes here, I'm But I wouldn't call it that. middle of the road. I'll give this a six, too. Five and a half. Yeah, I was going to go, like. Five and a half. Five and a half, six. Unfortunately. It's 7% ABV. Oh, it's, that's fine. I was real heavy on my Einger pour, so I'm going to go back to that. I'll give it a six and a half. I yeah, I, I kind of Especially, like the, uh, maybe it's that we've had so many other pumpkin ales that, like, I mean, that bourbon. Dude, was, damn near anything after that rum barrel-aged and that bourbon barrel-aged yeah. is going to be, oh my like, God. This, the southern tier, 
We got to get, we need, I want to see if this one's still good. We got to get some of that Sam Adams pumpkin ale. Oh, the 20 pounds? Yeah. We got to get a little bit of that, which yeah. it might be in the lineup for coming up, but that one is, if I recall correctly, and they haven't changed it, that one is heavy on the pumpkin, not on the spice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Although, I don't know, they may have changed it. I know. Although, did, does Sam Adams have like a pumpkin spice one? Mm, they might, um, but they have the regular pumpkin one. I miss Sam Adams White Ale so much. God, I miss that beer. Is there a beer that's disappeared that you long for, like, in your soul? Um, Not that it's that they changed a recipe, but maybe they're like, this is the Sam Seasonal back in, like, 2008, 2009, the spring seasonal. It was, uh, I drank the shit out of that. There's not so much a beer I long for that I can't get, but it's really hard to find Magic Hat number nine around here. It is. That is weird. Is. I'm glad that uh, that you enjoy that beer so much. Yeah, I do. Yeah, as we, I mean, we've said on before, like, that's one of my favorites. That's the yeah. first beer I brought on here on episode one. No, my buddy Brett that came down for my birthday a couple weeks back, like, yeah. he it's was so who I learned to drink beer with in college, mm-hmm. and, uh. That was one of the beers we would get all the time was Magic Cat number nine, but we didn't know shit about beer. We were just yeah. like, oh, it's tasty. You it's know? got a cool label. Yeah. They also, in Frostburg, where we went to school, had the Circus Boy, which is a Hefeweizen, ah. but it was a, it was smoky. It was a smoky hat. Do you remember that? I remember the beer. I don't remember how it tasted. Yeah, it it's was. I remember long. it was a smoky It's been too long, and I've drank too much. Yeah, yeah. the <laughs> picture was like a circus tent and stuff like that, and there was like smoke coming out. Hmm. Fucking Circus Boy. No, and that's Magic Hat? That was Magic Hat. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. No, I missed Magic Hat's usually pretty good, too. I'm trying to think of just other beers they've gotten. Flying. I can't They're one of those ones like too. Lazy Magnolia where anywhere, you can find that Southern Pecan anywhere, mm-hmm. but you got to get real close to the brewery to find out, like, oh, they actually make, like, six more. Mm-hmm. At least. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Magic Hat has a bunch. Well, saying, well yeah, but the, I'm saying Lazy, the, uh, Ma- or, uh, Lazy like Magnolia that. is the same way where you got to get yeah. real close but Magic Hat, I mean, they're out of Vermont, they I want to say. Uh, so, so yeah. we probably had better range there in Maryland. There was uh, like a tap takeover or something like that at Taco Mac that one time. That's where I got oh, my glass yeah. collection. There was the number nine, the Electric Peel, which was uh, an IPL, I think. Mm-hmm. The And it, it jury's still out on this. I'm not sure if it's the Stealin' Time or the Stealin' Time. But it's oh, yeah. Stealin' Time. Um, I for, that I think was a half of Eisen or something. It came in that tall glass. Mm-hmm. And then the nine. Yeah, number nine, right? But yeah, no, well, no, number nine's were, great. I I found some this past weekend actually, and uh, after I left your place Sunday, mm-hmm. I went and met up with Logan, and Publix happened to have Magic Hat number nine. Nice. So oh. the only place I found it locally is Publix. Really? Yeah. I see it at Riverside may have it. I will say that I've not. I've seen it at looked. Food City by the case of bottles. So you can get it's well, it's well like a twelve pack of bottles. Yeah, right? yeah. Um so that's like seventeen bucks though. Yeah. Yeah. But it's good I mean, beer though. It is good beer. I'd say it's worth it. Yeah, it's and a, really a lot good of times beer. I'll see it on sale for like fifteen, which is definitely worth it. No, I would say Magic Hat number nine is probably one of my it's a nostalgic beer because mm-hmm. I drank a lot of it in college. It was one of my first crafts yep. that I'd actually forgotten about until Brad had brought it up a couple weeks ago. And it's probably one of my first, like, early craft beers, so it's got that nostalgia factor, but also it's still good. Like, it holds up to its name. 
Like it's still, I still enjoy drinking it even after learning shit about beer. Where a lot of these, like, well, a lot too have changed. Like Stella. I'm saying like Blue Moon too. It's, yeah. yeah. Blue Moon got me into the craft beer and it's, it's awful now. Yeah, yeah, and I know my great. tastes have changed, but they haven't changed. Well, see, to that degree, Blue, I know Blue, Blue Moon, Moon changed. is. See, I don't know if Blue Moon's changed. I don't like it as much now, but uh, like Stella is one that comes to my mind of ones that have changed. Yeah, is when I first I got into beer, Stella. I fucking loved Stella. It just, I mean, it was. So, but now it's just, it smells like weed, which you would think I would enjoy, but I don't. Um. It just, I don't know. It's very dry tasting. Like I, I don't enjoy it. Uh, like, no, it's. I, I mean, also like, don't enjoy that fucking wrapper they put around their <laughs> label either. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck yeah, that. Fuck no, you, like, Stella. I know my beer tastes have changed, but I can still go back to Midas Touch, and that's you know kind of the same. I can still go back to Magic Hat. That one was one I drank early on, and it's kind of the same. But the disconnect between going back to Blue Moon and liking that style. I mm-hmm. like that sort of Belgian white style of beer. Yeah, still yeah. one still one of my favorite styles. And it I'm like, this isn't this is not what I signed up for, essentially. Like when I'm thinking about beers that I can't get anymore, I remember Dewclaw. Oh uh, yeah. Because well, now we're down here. Yeah. They're still there. But they're still up there. Um I really enjoyed specifically the venom and the serum. We would go there all the time, yeah. and then I would I would drink the venom, and then I would drink the serum. The venom's an IPA. The serum's a double IPA. The bare ass blonde, the sawtooth. The saw. I was just about to say the sawtooth was so good. The that winter white ale or whatever. <laughs> with oh god, that was amazing. Did you guys bring that back last year? I brought back some Duclaw last it year. It wasn't the sawtooth though. No. Are you guys going back up there this year? Alan's going mm-hmm. back. Up I'm there. going back up that uh, week of Thanksgiving. Yeah. Nice. I might be going back up sometime. Might be closer to January, but. But yeah, the um, no, I drink that. I drink that Sam Adams white ale all over town, and I think this is another reason that like, I don't enjoy Pilsners, mm. is because like, 2010, 2011, they replaced it with like their spring seasonal was the Noble Pills, and I was like, what the fuck is this bullshit? Where the hell's my white ale? And it wasn't there. I mean, I Green Turtle, I drank it till it was gone. They were mm-hmm. one of the last places in town. And after work one day, after that day shift, I was like, you haven't changed over yet? They're like, no, we got to kill this keg. I was like, I will sit here till this is gone. And I did. <laughs> and I was drinking it by, like, the pitcher. People across town were getting out of work and, like, cycling in to, like, hang out. I was like, please, someone come and hang out with me and help me drink all this fucking <laughs> beer. And eventually I ordered another Sam Adams and the summer ale showed up and I was like, ugh, I guess I did it. Like, I was, it was, <laughs> was Mission success. This isn't the same beer. Oh, they switched out the handle. Well, I drank it all. Yeah. I just camped Mission out all day. Mission success. But then they just we they got changed em. up their... <laughs> fucking season i think they tried to come back one time as like the white lantern Uh, and it was it was one of those ones where it was like it was supposed to be the same but they were like no it's it's like a white it's it's a white ale and i'm like i wanted your white ale like i don't want just another white ale you you know shout out i wanted that one the blue background the light green border (laughs) And Sam Adams sitting there hoisting a stein. I know what I want. I know what it looks like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Dude, are there any beer museums in America? Like a there has got to be. There yeah. has to be. There absolutely I, I've never, has to I've be. never thought about this before until like literally just now. Um, but like there has to be a like a Sam Adams museum of sort. I mean, I assume breweries have yeah. little shit like that, little yeah. kitschy areas in their brewery. Gift but shops I'm talking and stuff. Like, I want to go to a museum where they serve me a beer and then I'm walking through a building for the next two that hours like learning idea. about beer. Hmm. And then they, they've got little tap refill stations posted throughout the museum <laughs> okay. so I can get a refill. That um, sounds good. Or, no, let's take this shit to the next level right now. Do it. Each floor or each area of the museum about each brewery, you can get that brewery while you're in there learning about it. So you're talking more like a mall or conglomerate. Uh, Consolidated brewery situation. No, it's like it's like an art museum, but like a big one, like the Met or a MoMA. But they like have interactive art. I see what yeah. you're saying. Sample but they the, have rotating like features and wings and stuff. Yeah. So yeah, like, probably. well, that's what art museums do. That I mean, they'll come change out. Right. But so, but for the beer areas. thing, you're talking like Sam Adams gets out, and Magic Hat moves in one yeah, day. Yeah. 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 So the National Brewery it's Museum interesting. is a joint venture between the Potosi Foundation and the American Breweriana Association. That's a made-up word. Breweriana, who have teamed up to create a world-class national brewery museum showcasing an eclectic collection of beer bottles and cans, glasses, trays, coasters, advertising materials, and various other Breweriana collectibles. It's located within the historical Potosi Brewing Company building that originally operated from 1852 to 1972. The National Brewery Museum is open limited hours during the winter season. Please call their number, which it has, 608-763-4002 for information. Where is that? You can go to their website at AmericanBreweriana.org. B-R-E-W-E-R-I-A-N-A. Where, where is this place supposed to be? I had, I had that on here before. It doesn't sound like the type of place you drink, though. No, no. and it honestly, it sounds like, I don't want to go see a bunch of bottles. I, w- I want to do that at Cracker Barrel. Potosi, yeah. Wisconsin. Like uh, what I'm talking about is like let's say we got Iinger here. Let's uh, yeah. let's say you got this museum. They got an Iinger section. You walk into the Iinger section. It uh, it happens to be like oh you need another beer. No, you know what? You know, let's take this to the next level. Oh, I'm okay. All, All right. right, okay. Epcot, but <laughs> beer. Yeah. Okay. So. You have, like, little sections where it's, like, little bits of each country. Okay. And it's just different styles of brew houses. So you go to the German one, it's pretty much what you think it is. It's like a German brew house. You slide down the line. Yes, question, Jerry? It's a small world after ale. Yes. Oh, I hate it, but I love it. <laughs> All right, continue. Sorry, I just had to get But, yeah, that no, no. It's, so it's – and you could do it, you know, several ways, whether it's styles that pair up. But, like, like think of drinking across Europe. You enter there. Portugal. Mm-hmm. You drink. You move down to the next thing. Now you're in Spain, France, Germany, Italy, Poland, Switzerland, whatever. And you don't necessarily need – that's just one idea. You don't need to stop right there, of course, because eventually you, maybe that's just too many European beers. USA, Canada, Mexico, Brazil, Russia, Cambodia. Mm-hmm. But then um, even think of that like, okay, you've got a the USA wing or whatever. Yeah. But then like even there you've got your – New England IPAs, you have your East Coast, West Coast, right. and, like, all that mm. stuff. No, the USA wing would look wild because I think you would have to almost section that off itself. 
and do like West Coast, like Middle East Coast, uh, I like Florida loggers mm-hmm. and stuff, and you like can, just you, sort of work yeah. your way around. Macro section, craft yeah. section. No, 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 no I don't, we know don't need the macro section. Is that a thing in? Other countries, do they do like micro brews and stuff like that in well, Germany? Do you oh have, yeah, like, for a, sure. Oh, yeah. I mean, like Australia's got Fosters. Yeah, yeah. yeah uh, that, wherever is Fosters a micro Fosters a micro brew like Sam macro. Adams is a, is a yeah, micro. Yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, it's big, but it's like Budweiser in Australia. It's like it's right. Australian really, for it's beer. Like, it's Australian well, I know that. for beer. I know that. But I mean, but like, you go Sam, there, it's like no, we don't drink that shit. That's like, Nick Ultra. But yeah. like Sam Adams is technically a micro brew. I think it's still technically a microbrew, yeah. Right, yeah. but I mean, like, but are there places that, I, I assume there are other, like, local, quote-unquote, breweries. Right. Like, you know, out. No, yeah, no, there's, yeah, places that I'm sure, first off, like, I assume everyone in Belgium, every abbey that doesn't have worldwide distribution makes beer with their monks. Right. Like, yeah, that's yeah, definitely that's going like, on. Yeah, a local brewery. Yeah, but guess, uh, like, but... like just like do the whole scene. Like now I'm in Lithuania drinking that like Sfaturis or something. Mm. Like just going, I don't know what a Lithuanian brew house looks like, but like I could See, go down the line and do that. I like that idea, except I think it should be broken into styles instead of location. But you can do... Each style, like here's a German Oktoberfest, here's a Bavarian Oktoberfest, here, or well, See, here's but, an English Oktoberfest, like things like that. Like you have them, you get to the section, like what Tanner was saying, you've got a few taps right there. I see what you're saying, um, but I'd rather, I'd rather hit the country and do what it's good for. I I couldn't tell you an English Oktoberfest, but English Milds, English Porters, but I but I could be in England drinking the English Porters. The English Milds, um, the, like, British Browns, um, and then I would, like, I don't need to go to Germany and do a milk stout, but I do want to hit these October. Do you want to try a German milk stout? For what it would, I don't know what it, it's probably like a theme park. (laughs) I would if it was there, but when I'm in, like, the, the, like, German brew house with all the German tchotchkes everywhere, like, I'm hoisting Steins, drinking Oktoberfest, Mm -hmm. Uh, Pilsners, other Bavarian styles. Like, I'm not going to Ireland to drink an IPA. <laughs> no, it'd be great. It's like, I don't know if you guys have ever been, because in your grand journey, it's a little out of y'all's grand journey, but you may have been there, but Holiday World in Indiana? I have never not been there. been there. No, it's right on the Indiana-Kentucky border, and like how theme parks are sectioned up, like Disney World has yeah. the World of Tomorrow and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's sectioned up like that, how theme parks are, but each section is a different holiday. So it's like the Nightmare Before Christmas, but all the doors? Yeah, okay. <laughs> exactly, yeah. And they have like three of the world's largest wooden roller coasters. One of them gave me heart huh. palpitations. They're for real. Wow. And uh, But each section, yeah, is its own holiday. Like the Thanksgiving section, they've got this dope restaurant that's just like this holiday buffet. Mm-hmm. God, it's good. But do that, and you've got like the German section where you've got a place kind of like brew house, like a yeah. German-American fusion yeah. restaurant with a big mess hall where you can sit down in the German – It's not even German-American German fusion necessarily at all these places. It's yeah. like – I'd stick to authenticity. Yeah. I don't know what the American part of like Oktoberfest yeah. does. There'd be brats and schnitzels and – But then go over, there's like a Asia world. Yeah. An Asian mm-hmm. section oh, that's yeah. got – 
you know, a classic example of a bar in Asia. Maybe it's like a small, maybe they've got a bunch of smaller karaoke. opium in the air. Like, yeah. yeah. (laughs) And then you go to, uh, the South American or Latino section. Yeah. And you've got Mexican beers Mm -hmm. and maybe you've got roach coaches of like tacos. Yeah. Sitting around, mm-hmm. you know, like. No, I would definitely pair food with this because it's going to be a wild ride. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You're going to need some food. You don't even need rides. Like, give us a bunch no, of fucking No, I'm saying the whole thing rides. is going to be a wild ride. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. No, no. Oh, God, no. There's oh, yeah. no rides no necessary. No, you don't need oh, any yeah. rides. If no. you do have rides, give us museum-type rides. Like, it's a small world. No, like, if where you, we can just kind of get in something and we just get in there and look at shit. No, if we go with rides, it's just, like, strictly transport. Like, you're in Asia world and they take you a rickshaw to English world. Yeah. Then they throw you in a stagecoach and take yeah. you to Italy where they throw you in a... Gondola? That's good. I was... I Now I can... Chariot. I oh, put yeah. a chariot, oh, like I said to you. No, that would be sweet. You get a... That's the only... A gondola would be cool now we're talking water, which if this is like a big mega adventure, fucking yeah. Yeah, why not? Yeah. No, you but. can do the America section and have like... Cause a traffic section, jam. Yeah, it's just, <laughs> you just sit in traffic. <laughs> but each section, you can have like three or four different restaurants, and each one sort of hits a staple it's of just like, like the, DC the drinking Beltway. atmosphere. So in America, you could have like a, like, I don't know, like just standard sports bar, and then you yeah. could have an upscale. You do like the Hooters, like the classic yeah. Hooters esque kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. And then you'd go straight to um, like brewery restaurant kind of deal. Yeah. No, no. Here's what you do. You start as you go through the America part or whatever. You start like through the history of of beer taverns through America. So like you, ha- you Colon- start, you start like, Colonial Williamsburg. You start, yeah, Williamsburg. Then you've got like a Wild West tavern. And then you've yeah. got like, you know, I'm with you. I like yeah. it. Um, I'm uh, prohibition era. You got yeah, a drink you got in a, secret. A speakeasy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like it. Secret exits and stuff. Then you've got, you know, some fancy nightclub. Or you get 80s like, style. Yeah. Like. Mm. Yeah. And you can just go, you can hit all these places as you go through the America. Yeah. America section would be wild. Yeah. Well, the I mean, problem- I, we, we're kind of biased, I guess. We have more ideas for it because we know more about. Yeah. How beer works in this country. But. The problem is that the history of American beer is not that exciting. Until you hit, like, the 80s, like, it's all just, like, Budweiser kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's, but I'm not, like, maybe maybe it's, like, sort of a Bush Gardens water country thing where, like, America isn't part of the international park. And you get – so are two oh, parks. Okay, okay. There are two yeah. parks, mm-hmm. essentially. You could do the American tour. Mm-hmm. Um if you if you want to be like, just like hit the whole American scene, but then you've got international side yeah. where okay, yeah, it gets like wild that. and yeah. I don't want to say stereotypical, but I would bring in expert consultants and tax write off flying to different dives all over mm-hmm. the world. Like we're talking like snake liquor. <laughs> 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 Some snake you, whiskey. Okay, Jared, would you drink like Cobra liquor? Oh, I'd have to. Okay. Yeah, I'll drink Cobra I, I would liquor. Well, yeah. First of all, I'm pretty, sure co- I'm pretty sure a Cobra could take You're, me in the wild. That's true. Um, but just out of sheer curiosity, I'd yeah. have to. And it's not like, it's not an animal product. Per se, <laughs> no, yeah, like, it's, it's yeah. There's an animal it's in not it. Like the, yeah, but it's not like they're fermenting 
the like they're not dunking it in the fermenting barrel, like right. gutting it like a fucking vanilla bean, yeah, and dropping it in the barrel when they're making the beer or the, yeah. the booze. They like, use every part of the cobra. They yeah. use every yeah. part of the cobra. Do you get like a little bit of venom in the in the booze there? Is that how that works? Or? I always wondered that upon like dying, like don't they shit in the liquor? Like as things die and their bowels release, like that's always what got me about weird stuff like that. Do they drop them in there dead? Do they just yeah, are like they putting snap them in there already dead, dead or are they or? alive? I have no idea. Just hey, let you them know drown? what? We'd bring in the pros and they would deal with that. And then that begs the Fair question: enough. Like, I want to meet the dude whose job it is to put to wrangle all these live cobras into whiskey bottles, mm. drown yeah. them in whiskey. Yeah, or, well, uh, or do yeah, or do you drown them? I don't know. Wine. Like, uh, there'd be some like back alley Vietnamese guy who's like making my cobra liquor at uh, International Beer World. Yeah it's, yeah, it's a Vietnamese version of Florida man. It would be a more appropriately <laughs> titled World of Beer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, it would. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I would, I would That's how beer. And I would definitely drink the snake go. liquor. Yeah. Yeah. It's like World of Beer's whole idea is that, but just like open a theme park, guys. No, yeah, this is an immersive experience. Yeah. This is like you're going to have to like start your liver every day. Yeah. <laughs> I would. You could sell like a three-day pass. Oh, yeah. Have a resort right there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And all the food's there. I, I like – once you're, I, I don't know if you could do like a once you're, maybe you get like meal tickets or something mm-hmm. and wherever you want to be. Like, and if you want to hang out in, you know, Germany beer world for three straight days, like no one's going to stop you. You don't need nope. to necessarily mm-hmm. move. Of course not. But yeah, just like Epcot, like no one forces you to hit every country. Mm-hmm. But man, that's a great idea. Somebody needs to get on this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Dude, if somebody uh, were smart, they would just be listening to this podcast just for great ideas. I really just hope ideas. to meet someone one day with no imagination, but like <laughs> they wish and a ton of money. Yeah. Like I just I wanna be I wanna build an empire, but I just can't think of something. <laughs> just too dumb. I'm just too uncreative and boring. I just don't have the vision. If only I didn't have these massive stacks of cash. I just have so much. I spend so much time counting if all my cash. I don't only, have time to think of an idea. Yeah. If only I didn't, like, let dive t- into piles of money Scrooge McDuck style. Let me tell night. you about Beer World. Bathing in gold coins. Yeah, That's, let's talk about this last beer real quick, though. Yeah. Okay, so I what are we on? This, this uh, is a Harvest Ale. Yeah, the Green Man Harvest Ale. All right. Mm-hmm. The Harvester Harvest Ale. It is... It's tasty. It's that. This is our interpretation of the classic Märzen style. It so it is an October traditional best. German artisan barley. Magnum and Palisade hops highlight a creative hop blend. The result is a deep amber color and a hearty flavor that salutes the old world taste. Conceived in Asheville, North Carolina. Planet Earth. So is a Harvest Ale different from an Oktoberfest? A Märzen and Oktoberfest are synonymous. And if it is a, I think it's titled Harvest Ale. Yeah. I don't think that's an actual style. Well, it's the. It's good it marketing the, it on says, their end because I bought it because I didn't think it was Oktoberfest. Oh. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. But it says Märzen. Well, and the flavor text says Märzen. Yeah. But a Harvest Ale and a Märzen maybe are the same thing. Right. Because they're both from the harvest. Right. It's fall time. Yep. Harvest time. Oh, now I miss Robin Williams. It smells good. It 
does. Multi, as to be expected. That's pretty solid. Uh, less boring than the uh, Wiseacre I said that was pretty boring. Yeah. But now I feel like I'm grading this one unfairly because I've just been sitting on all this Iyengar this time. So it's solid. I mean, it's a Merit yeah. Sin. I'd give it an 8. Yeah, really? it's yeah. 7, yeah. 7, 8. It's classic it's... example of style. Ticks all the earmarks. Mm-hmm. It's okay. You'll be back on IPAs eventually, and I'll just not enjoy myself. Generally, I just, I'm just meh. I like this one better than the other, I guess, but 6.5. It's just not for me. Yeah. It's good, though. It's a good Oktoberfest. It's no Iyengar. No, it is not. No. That's my pick of the night. Oh, yeah, me too. I'm really disappointed in that dogfish. I was just thinking that. I was looking at it. You've forsaken me. I was a slut for them. Mm -hmm. I'd still drink. I mean... If it was there, I'd drink it. Like, yeah, I'd have one. Yeah, I, I'm just <laughs> I'd, lying I'd to myself. One, I want to believe I. I want to believe I would drink this like mm -mm. more voluntarily. And if I remember correctly, it was like this is one of the like twelve or fourteen dollars for a four pack of bottles. Things. Yeah. So mm -hmm. I mean, I would honestly not recommend the pumpkin. Yeah. There's so I, many. I wouldn't. There's better pumpkin There are way beers. better pumpkin beers. Have and one. way better brown ales. And way and brown ales that are actually brown ales. If you want a brown ale, if beers. you want a brown ale sort of like fall beer, get the Dark Horse Oktoberfest beer because it tastes like a brown ale but says Oktoberfest. It does, yeah. But uh, yeah, no. Iyengar wins the night. I, I think. How are we doing on time? We're about to run out. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, we got into it on, the, on our yeah. ideas there. That's fine, yeah. I do want to, before, we, before we're totally done, I don't know, I, we're still doing Halloween movies and stuff, like oh, yeah. horror yeah. movies. Yeah. I watched The Invisible Man. Uh-huh. Pretty good. Yeah. And I was really impressed throughout. There were a couple times I actually rewound it, and I was like, that was pretty slick. Like, their camera work. It's good stuff. I Did don't know how they made it. I've not watched it yet. I, I, uh, Again, in the 40s technology that they had at the time, I don't know how they made him invisible. It's slick. Yeah. It's, it's, it's some good stuff. You got the film degree, but I'm like, he's unwrapping his head. He unwraps his head. There's yeah, nothing there's, there's there. No, there. I, was, I was doing some research on that because you mentioned that in the last episode because that made me curious. I'm going to watch it yeah. probably this week. Mm -hmm. I just didn't it's, have a chance this past week. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's I'm going into it without movie magic. Yeah, I mean, you can right. tell that they're using multiple screens, yeah. but I know like, how they do that with modern technology. I don't yeah. know how they do it with '40s technology. Yeah, no, um, yeah they have should the, be they simpler have, they to must figure have out. The regular, right. yeah. the regular movie, uh -huh. and then they have the dude. I don't. They just cut out. I wonder if they just like snip out the pieces of like literally cut out bits like in each frame. With like an like an exacto knife, like cut out his hand and everyone, yeah. and so that it just looks like that, and everything else behind him is background. Or and that the whole thing is somehow the, puppets, like maybe that they've got some really decent looking mm -hmm. puppet thing, and the hands aren't really unwinding it, but it's like yeah, I'm not sure pulling. when he unwraps his face, and you can see that whole thing. Now I think what that is, I was trying to figure it out. I think he has his head in his shirt, right, and that is. Like a um, like a prop, yeah. Well, like what you would do with like you wrap a string around a balloon or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. You pop the balloon, you have the thing. 
that's the, like you take the bandage and you wrap it around. Mm-hmm. You kind of like paper mache it, I guess. Yeah. And then you just unwrap it. You can't see, but I'm unwrapping a yeah. Pant- when the balloon pops, so you've still got the, un- the right. You still have it's still hollow yeah. inside, yeah. except you've got you know shirt over the head. Yeah, yeah. So it looks like it's actually his head. One, if you do a close up, like you don't know. Yeah. Yeah, no one knows. It's really well done, and hmm. I was I was impressed. And the movie's not bad. It's an hour, ten minutes, or something like. Yeah. Yeah, it's not bad at all. And it's, Dude, not, I, it's not long. It's just yeah, it's good. I was doing a little bit more research on Frankenstein, which we talked about last week a little bit, mm-hmm. and uh, I didn't know Frankenstein came out in this sort of glory day of where it was after sound was invented. Okay. But before the Hayes Code. Came into effect. I don't know what that is. The Hayes Code is, uh, I can't remember the exact date, but it came in in the 40s, I believe. But it was sort of this uh, self-censorship thing that the film industry came up with uh, before the MPAA rating system. Right. They had the Hayes Code. And that it had really antiquated things like you couldn't have biracial kisses. You couldn't have, if you notice an old shit. Men and women sleep in separate beds. Yeah. Like, if you remember I Love Lucy. No, even the Flintstones and Jetsons yeah. did that. Uh, Which that was odd was to me. was because of the Hayes Code. Yeah. Um, you couldn't... There, there were, like, all sorts of little weird, antiquated, puritanic rules that you couldn't do in film. But it was never anything super official. Mm-hmm. It was just something that sort of was self-imposed on the film industry. Right. And... Frankenstein happened before that took place like that scene where he throws that girl oh yeah in the lake yeah they're throwing it's like oh the the flowers float and then he throws a little girl and she drowns yeah like oh yeah that was edited out for a brief moment it wasn't Mm -hmm. until recent things that Mm -hmm. are like recent in the past maybe 20 no i do remember watching that going like i'm surprised they showed that yeah no, they <laughs> cut that out the, for the large part. I was also part surprised like, that girl couldn't swim for shit. Yeah, for the 40s, 50s, and 60s, that part was cut out, so, and then they uh, added it back in. A code to govern the making of motion pictures, the reasons supporting it, and the resolution for uniform interpretation. From the Motion Picture Association of America Incorporated, 1930 to 1955. Yeah. Hmm. So it, it was our early rating system, yeah. but yeah. Um, and then the MPAA took over. But it wasn't. There was never anything super official about the Hayes Code. There was never like a decree. Well, it's sort of like anything. the Comics Code Authority, I think. Yeah. In that everyone like sort of followed it, but then oh, no, no, like no, eventually no, this, they were like, "This is definitely a thing." That was like that was the cover of like a document that I just. Okay. Read. Oh, yeah. okay. So mm-hmm. it actually was made into a document. Oh, what did you like have that. to follow? It was the question. Yeah. If you okay. Yeah. Yeah. If you wanted your shit produced in Hollywood. Okay. Oh yeah, you had to. It was the rating system. Okay. Yeah. I never knew they had an official. Yeah, no, I was yeah neat. watching Frankenstein. He throws a little girl in, and I was like, "Oh, damn, she's like she drowned." But I was like, "She didn't even try and swim." Oh, like, really? No, no and that, that's right there. We've stepped into ponds. <laughs> no. It's like two feet right there. Was. Yeah, she didn't even. I mean, if even flailing around sort yeah. of keeps you up <laughs> on top of the water for a hot second, but she just like sank like a no, rock. No, she sank like a load of lead. <laughs> just boom, done. And then, uh, but yeah, that that movie was made before the Hayes Code, so there's a. Uh, to me, it was yeah. like what it is in time. This farmer's leaving his daughter just playing by the lake. Yeah. Uh, no big deal, because no one's gonna wander up to the farm and like kidnap her and like make it just terrible. But 
Like, oh, I'm going into town. I'll see you later. Have fun playing by the lake. Like, oh, what innocence. Tall, like, <laughs> but like, but that's the other thing. It's like in today's day and age of like any predator could have wandered out of the woods <laughs> and just like had his way with that like eight year old. Like, and I guess technically I guess one did, yeah. but yeah, like, oh my God. what a different time and age. I'm excited to watch uh, The Bride of Frankenstein because that is, for all intents and purposes, that's Hollywood's first true sequel. Okay. Just like the attempt at, we're going to do a direct follow-up mm-hmm. to a previously created thing. So I'm yeah. excited to watch that. I still need to that. go knock some more of those out. i got to see oh, man. The Wolfman, The Phantom, and The Creature of the Black Lagoon. You guys want to hear something interesting? Yes. Some pre-code don'ts, quote, and, quote, be carefuls. As proposed in 1927. This ought to be politically Dude, correct. Dude, because, yeah, Hollywood used to be, like, before unions and <laughs> yeah. shit. It oh, was yeah. Like, um, okay, Not so, that they're doing all right by today's day. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. Resolved that those things which are included in the following list shall not appear in pictures produced by the members of this association, irrespective of the manager, of the manner in which they are treated. Number one, pointed profanity by either title or lip. This includes the words, God... Lord, Jesus, Christ, unless they be used reverently in connection with proper religious ceremonies. Hell, damn, God, with a G-A-W-D. <laughs> God! And every other profane and vulgar expression, however it may be spelled. <clears throat> Any licentious or suggestive nudity in fact or in silhouette, and any lecherous or licentious notice thereof by other characters in the picture. Number three, the illegal traffic in drugs. Number four, any interference of sex perversion. Number five, white slavery. Hmm. Just white slavery. Just white, yeah. I know you could probably visit the land of the savages and see what they're doing. Oh, these get better. (laughs) Uh, Oh, God damn it. Miscegenation. Misogenation. Uh, no, mis miscegenation. Sex relationships oh. between white and black races. Oh. Sex hygiene and venereal dis- uh, venereal diseases. Uh, scenes of actual childbirth, in fact or in silhouette. Children's sex organs. Ridicule of the clergy. Uh, and willful offense to any nation, race, or creed. Hmm. Yeah. You couldn't willfully offend someone. And there's a few more of these here. May it be further resolved, uh, and be it further resolved that special care be exercised in the manner in which the following subjects are treated. Uh, so those are the no, those are the don'ts, and these are the be carefuls. Um, uh, to the end, the vulgarity and suggestiveness may be eliminated, and that good taste may be emphasized. The use of the flag, international relations, avoiding picturizing in an unfavorable light another country's religion, history, institutions, prominent people, and citizenry. So you can't badmouth other countries. Hmm. Arson. You gotta be careful with arson. can't just burn shit. Careful with the use of firearms. Theft, robbery, safe-cracking, and dynamiting of trains, <laughs> mines, buildings, etc. Having well, they in mind, started ignoring that one pretty quick. <laughs> yeah, having in mind the effect which a too detailed description of these may have upon the moron. <laughs> so Which they I had assume a, is the typical moviegoer. This is pretty interesting. I like that they classified that. That was a legal term. Like the you could moron. you could cite the it's moron in court. It's it's moron. It's not like typical moviegoer. Yeah, the, the average moviegoer. Yeah, the Which moron. Means it makes oh, me feel a, okay. like back in that time you could be in a court of law and be like, I would like it to be on the record that I classify uh, 
John so and so as a moron. Okay, so remember, real quick, those old Looney Tunes cartoons. And Bugs Bunny always threw just too much of an accent on and called someone like a maroon. Mm. Mm. Is it because moron wasn't vulgar? It could be. Like, no, that it's really a legal term, so that legit could be it. Mm. I bet moron moron must not have been a bad word. Yeah, it's like if, I mean, it's still put, not a if, bad yeah, word. Then you're just like, putting an accent on it, but it yeah. could be mistaken as a different word. Yeah, but it was. It's like saying, which yeah. Let me correct something I previously said. I was wrong. The uh, scene from Frankenstein that was cut out was not the drowning scene. It was oh. the scene where he, after he creates Frankenstein, he's like, "It's alive." I know what it is to be God. Uh, yeah. They cut go. that out. Mm-hmm. And they it did. Yeah, it didn't get reinstituted for, I don't know, yeah. so, uh, 30-ish years. Yeah, but these, these um, be carefuls, there are 25 of them. Uh, I'm not going to go through all of them. They're, they're short, but, I mean, go to, go to Wikipedia, and that's where I've been. Motion Picture Production Code on Wikipedia will tell you all this stuff. But the last one on the be carefuls... Number 25 is excessive or lustful kissing, particularly when one character or the other is a, quote, heavy. Whoa. <laughs> That's something you got to be careful about. Fat people kissing Yeah, they lustfully. don't want fat people kissing lustfully. Uh, Sorry, heavies. My bad. Yeah. Is like, uh, God, I can't remember his name from the Honeymooners. Oh. Uh, he was a solid guy yeah. is a nice way to put that. I can't remember his fucking name. Ralph something? Maybe, yeah. Maybe. Uh, I know who you're talking about. I can't think yeah. of the name, though. Or even, like, Fred Flintstone. Yeah. Is he a heavy? He wasn't exactly <laughs> spelt. I can click on it here. He was, it, like, that wasn't a small dude. Um, Like, George Jetson was thinner. <laughs> but uh, Fred was a solid guy. Uh, I clicked on heavy and it took me to crime. So I oh. don't know. So we're not talking about fat people? Jury's out on that one. Romanticizing uh, law breaking, I guess, is might be what they meant by that. Well, it's not romanticizing law breaking. It's excessive or lustful kissing, particularly when one character or the other is a heavy, which I guess maybe is a criminal. Right, so you can't, like, sexify... Breaking okay. the law okay. is what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah, like, I got you. Maybe. You can't glamorize um, it says, lewd that, or lascivious a, conduct. Yeah, that's a be careful. Um, yeah, be careful when, when dealing with excessive or lustful kissing of heavies. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's lots of stuff. Like methods of smuggling, sympathy Well, it was criminals. coming out of the Great Depression. No one was fat. Sedition. Sedition. Branding of people or animals. Hmm. The sale of women, or of a woman selling her virtue. What if... about that. Man and woman in bed together, use of drugs, surgical (laughs) operations. Can a woman sell her virtue after the first time? Just out of curiosity? I don't know. It's, uh... Be careful. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Like, if she's already... If she's already pawned it off the first time, does she have no more virtue left to give? And therefore, like, you're just making a quick buck? I would ask the 1930s. <laughs> All right. I'll call him up in that old-timey accent. <laughs> Hello? Hello? Is this the 30s? Hello? Is this the 30s? I, 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 I have a question for you. <laughs> I have a question for you, morons. <laughs> is it possible for a woman to sell her virtue after she's already sold it the first time? <laughs> what if she gave it away for free the first time? <laughs> Check out the games no. on that one. <laughs> <laughs> no, the haste code is fucking insane, though. That was like... 
mean, yeah. you said it went out in 55? It, mm. uh, it was instituted in, I think, uh, 1930. And then in 1934 is when it really stuck. And then around, I think it said the mid-60s, it started to sort of get yeah. lax. And then 68, 69 is when they instituted the, uh, the system we use yeah. today. One, like, yeah, because, I mean, when you think about it, it's insane. Like, Star Trek was the first interracial kiss Yeah. on TV between Ahura and Kirk. On TV, that was the first one. Yeah. Yep. That's right. That's right. And that was super late. That was the 60s. Maybe 70s. I'm not entirely sure. Yeah. I'm pretty sure Bill Shatner wrote that in himself. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I want to kiss a black chick. <laughs> I want to kiss a black chick. I've never done it before. It would be great. We're going to... <laughs> this is a show about pioneering in space. Speaking of, I just saw Batman versus Two-Face, Adam West's final performance as the Bright Knight. Yeah. Mm. Pretty solid, but like the other, it's an it's an animated one. But like the um, Return of the Cape Crusader, you might not notice it like at first, but Adam West and Burt Ward, and especially like Julie Newmar, they sound old. They do. Oh yeah. Like they the rest of the villains that they've recast with like younger people to sort of like capture that '60s thing. Like, if you put on an episode of the old 66 Batman with those people and then watch this cartoon, like, they said, like, Julie Newmar sounds like a grandma. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, even Adam West in his last days was just like, well, I'm Adam. Yeah. Well, when he was on Family Guy as Adam West, like, that was how he could sound. Stealing my water. But he can't. Yeah, it's hard to. Adam West. It's hard to go back to the Batman thing and be like, man, you, you sound. Like, and that just happens. You get older yeah. and your voice changes. Yeah. Like, no, it sounds like you're just vibrating all the time. Yeah. yeah. I love that Bill, I think it's Bill Burr that's got this bit about <laughs> you reach a certain age and then you just have this permanent look of horror. Just, <laughs> 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 it's so fucking true. And nearly every time I'm at Walmart, there's one of those dudes that is, they're just stuck that way. It's just, it's what happens. But anyway, we've uh, exceeded our time. Yeah, we should probably wrap up. All right. All right. Um, Always wrap it up. Yeah, hang on. I've got this. Uh, I told. Uh, Flyers. Not the brewer Wes Watson, a different Wes Watson. Um, oh, I know Wes Watson. Yeah, you know Wes. Uh, he's, there's an adult night called Skateween. At uh, Roller Coaster Skate World in La- on Lafayette Highway in Fort O. And it's $5 admission, cash only, but $5, 18 plus event for a skating night, costume contest. Uh, and then the $5 includes, never mind, these aren't so much features, just things that are happening. I thought it, I thought it was saying, like, features. That oh, include, yeah, yeah, I got you. But it just says fast skates, backwards skates, Ooh. couple skates, and more. Oh, I can relive the horror of my middle school years. Yeah, music <laughs> spanning the 60s to now. But, yeah, it's a big 18-plus uh, roller, roller skating skate event yeah. at Roller Coaster Skate World in Fort O. And so. uh, it's, I, think it's, I think it's really cool that Wes does this kind of stuff. Yeah. I think it is hilarious because <laughs> I know Wes, and I've seen him, and he does not look like the kind of guy who he would roller skate. He doesn't seem like a, a roller skating dude. But no. he's good at it. I've seen him. I've seen him do it. I've seen like videos and stuff that he's posted, and I'm, you know, 
But uh, yeah, no, I'm sure it's going to be a great time. Wes is really good people. Oh, if yeah. He's putting on this event. It's going to be great. No, he he was stoked about it. It seems super fun. It is uh, Thursday, October 26th, 7 to 10 p.m. That's $5 cash only. So next week. Yeah, next next Thursday. That should be pretty fun. And then... Our pub crawl is yeah, that Saturday. We've got a pub crawl. We'll be putting out details for that in the next week or so. Mm-hmm. Come join us on that. Hopefully the next week or so since yeah. it's No, we Saturday. will. We'll, we'll have it out. We'll have it out. We'll have some <laughs> minor. It's not going to be any big to do, but come out and drink with us in your costume. We it's did it last year, and yeah. it was awesome. Everybody who was anyone was there. Yeah, and we locked eyes with the mayor, which then led to us interviewing. Exactly. So it was great. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that's it. Uh, again, this Friday, 4 to 6, get down to Riverside for their uh, their growler promo. I can't remember what beer they got this week. but <laughs> You need to get better at well, that. Well, no, they need to get better at that because oh. they don't mark it on their chalkboard down oh, there. Oh, okay. So it's yeah, their yeah. fault. Okay. I check every time I go. <laughs> and they Riverside. Yeah. So, Wine and spirits. Like, I'm not going to chase you down. Just you got a chalkboard there, use it. <laughs> Everybody needs to know. But so, it's going on. Yeah, so it goes, yeah, on, it goes on every Friday, 4 to 6, and then same thing on Saturday, 4 to 6, maybe 2 to 4, but either way, uh, they've got a wine tasting on Saturday that you just got cheese and shit. Mm, nice. And this is brew chat, not wine chat, so I don't know about the wine shit. But they do but, have wine and fancy cheeses. Yeah, Friday, 4 to 6 is their growler promo. No condoms. Uh, yeah, no condoms. That's uh, not a lot. Uh, but yeah, that is it. And this has been episode 106 of the Brew Chat Podcast. Thanks for listening. Boop.